0: And even... Checkout's not until 4, so...
2: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
0: Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah,
3: just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real?
0: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: The wacky, wacky world of the NBA. A couple of showcase games on a random Tuesday night. The, the late game, which ended closest to the start of our show here. The uh, Houston Rockets going into Portland and putting the brakes on the Blazers' winning streak. The 13-game winning streak is gone. It's over. What does that mean? It means for us, we will continue to be pestered by Rocket fans, and we will have nothing from Portland. So that's what that means for the purposes of our particular show. In the big picture, does it mean anything for the playoffs? No, not really. Uh, not really. Uh, does this mean that I think more of the Rockets? No, not so much. Uh, the, the Rockets have been very good during the regular season. They continue to be very good during the regular season. Uh, the question will be. Can they play like that consistently through the postseason? Does James Harden turn into Houdini and vanish? When does Chris Paul get hurt? Not if, when. Not if, when does Chris Paul get hurt? Those are the same questions. They didn't know that changed because the Rockets went into Portland and won a game. That's a nice regular season win. The Blazers have been playing really good basketball. I want to point out, though, that Portland against the Rockets shot there was not a lot of defense not a lot of defense played in this particular game so it wasn't the Rockets intense defense that caused their their victory and the demise of the trailblazers instead it was insane shooting by both teams that was the uh, the outcome on that now the other story in the NBA was in Boston and rather than focus too much on the Celtics redonkulous win against Oklahoma City, which I had already – not all precincts had reported in, but I was doing some radio in Boston. I'd given that game to the Thunder, figuring when they had a six-point lead with like 24 seconds to go, there was no way that they, the Thunder, even as incompetent as they are oftentimes at basketball, would blow that game. And sure enough, not only did they blow the game – uh, both Carmelo Anthony and Russell Westbrook simultaneous dueling vomiting at the end of the game. You don't see that regularly in the NBA. They, they literally puked all over the court in Boston. There was a three-hour delay. They had to get not mops out. They had to get buckets, and they had to get towels and clean the puke up all over the court. How bad was it? You ask how bad it was. Well, I will tell you how bad it was. It was so bad that this is historic what the Thunder did. Now, the, the better story is in the losing locker room. Oklahoma City had a six-point lead with 20 seconds left in the game. There have been 884 occurrences in the NBA season this year where a team is trailed by five or more points in the final 20 seconds of the game. How many of those games had resulted in the team that was trailing winning the game? Uh, The answer is zero, none. This was the first time. The first time this has happened, so the Celtics come back. And how did they do it? They did it because of basketball incompetence. Mr. MVP, uh, Russell Westbrook, missing a foul shot. A couple of circus shots by the Celtics. Carmelo Anthony missing a couple of foul shots. Russell Westbrook missing a three-point shot. You see a trend here? I think you do. I think you do. But the the, the better story from this game, rather than the game itself, because that'll be forgotten. It's a random night in the NBA season. You're, it's not going to have staying power. Even as silly as the comeback was by the Celtics, and as embarrassing and humiliating uh, as it happens to be for the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the, the, uh, the, the great assist by Mello and Westbrook for their choke job. The, the story around Kyrie Irving is one that is compelling, intriguing, and has both short-term and long-term ramifications in the NBA. And when you get all of that, when all of that is mixed together, you've got something good to talk about. Because it's not just a short-term story. It's not a story that's going to go away In a couple days. It's a story that could be lingering, and those are the kind of things that are worthy of conversation. Uh, Kyrie Irving is in the infirmary. The Celtics guard did not play and will not likely play anytime soon. He's going to get the dreaded second opinion. He's going to get the dreaded second opinion. He's not traveling with the Celtics. The Celtics are heading out west. Kyrie Irving's going to God knows where. I'm assuming he's going to leave Boston, though, because there's a nor'easter that's barreling down on Boston on Wednesday. So I'm assuming he's going to get out of there. But he's got he's got a bum knee, and uh, the idea that he's going to come back anytime soon, I would say, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. This is the, the the knee that the Cavaliers were all worried about, the surgically repaired knee. And the story that's going around is that Kyrie Irving needs to have screws removed from the knee. I'm sure that'll be a minor procedure, right? You take screws out of the knee. What could possibly go wrong with that? Uh, yeah, nothing at all, right? Nothing. He's had some problems. He's ha- he's dealing with pain, but he's not dealing with it well. And so the only reasonable avenues to go down here, the only path to go down is either number one, play through it, which he hasn't been able to do, or number two, go under the knife. And if that happens, based on your WebMD or your you know whatever medical website you go to, and what other random country it's from. Uh, that means he's likely not going to play. Uh, so on this one, we'll discuss this briefly, but on the level of concern, the Maller panic meter, the Maller scale of panic for Kyrie Irving, the Celtics guard, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is having Carmelo Anthony on your NBA roster. That's a 10. Uh, I'm going with an 8. I'm going to go with an 8 on this. And You've got the pain is real, the impossible journey, and the rocky road. And I'm not talking about ice cream. And we'll toss all these things together and we'll lock them in like Legos, and that's how we're going to do it. Uh, the, the obvious point to begin with here is the fact that Kyrie Irving is going off the reservation. He's leaving the comforts of the medical staff for the Celtics. What does that tell you? It tells you that he does not agree with what he's being told. right? If he agreed with the initial analysis of the knee then the Celtics guard would have ended up taking that advice and that would have been fine, but clearly he's not, he's not okay with that. He's got issue with it. And so he wants further tests done. He wants that verified by someone else, a second party to come in here. And it's, you know, some people are saying, well, he's just been cautious. And, and that could be it. That could absolutely be it. Uh, it's also possible that he knows he can't play he wants to find a doctor that will tell him he can't play, and it's known as doctor shopping. This feels different. Like this, uh, A lot of these guys, like the Golden State Warriors, it, it, what they're doing here, I don't believe any of those players are actually hurt. Uh, I believe what's going on here is jerry-rigging, and they're taking some time off before the playoffs start next month. I think this is all being puffed up by the Warriors. This is not the same situation. This is Because we know that in Cleveland, Kyrie Irving did have – he had the operation. There were some issues there. There were some red flags that popped up uh, when this, this took place. The pain is real. We often talk about the pain threshold and how certain players just cannot, cannot perform because they, they, they don't have the high pain threshold that you have to have. And you know, there, there's some guys, like, I, I don't want to name any names because that would be wrong to do that. And, and I don't need to do that. But if I were to name names, I mean, I might go with Danilo Gallinari. I might throw him out there as someone who you would put on that list. I'm just saying no possibility. Um, you know, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, players like that. I mean, But that would be wrong to do, and you should not do that. You should not do that. So I don't know where Kyrie Irving is on this, but if he has a low pain threshold, uh, then you can expect him to not play. Uh, and it's got... You've got both the micro and the macro because in the micro it certainly hurts the Celtics because Kyrie's not playing. But if Irving has knee surgery, it would impact likely next season If depending on some of the doom and gloom, sky is falling uh, analysis that's out there. So it's it's very possible uh, that he not only could miss the postseason this year in Boston but could miss out on part of next year depending on how much work has to be done and it's, it's not like anyone was, was completely stunned by this, like they were blown over. This has been something that's been lingering uh, around the Celtics. But without Kyrie Irving, uh, it is an impossible journey. It's an impossible journey. I've, I've pointed out before, but the, the NBA is not a league where you overcome injuries. Game, set, and match. Like When Chris Paul gets hurt, and he will get hurt, I guarantee he's going to get hurt. I've seen it. I'm a distant relative of the great Nostradamus. Chris Paul's going to get hurt. The Rockets will not be able to overcome that. That's going to happen. In other sports, you can lose a starting pitcher in baseball. You can still win the World Series. You can be a football team and not have your quarterback, Carson Wentz, and have someone else have an out-of-body, otherworldly experience. I forget who it was. And then they can win. Uh, Those things can happen. In basketball, it doesn't work that way. That's not how it's set up. That There's a flaw in the way the NBA – you can you can be the underdog, and you can celebrate and slobber all over Brad Stevens as an X's and O's coach, and he can scratch and claw, and the Celtics can overachieve, and they can win a round, but they ain't winning the conference. And, and the last thing here, you look at that Eastern Conference, it is wide open. It's like driving the highway at 3 in the morning. There's nobody around. You got a few trucks out there, but there's it is smooth sailing. Right? Smooth sense. Because like, Toronto, does anyone really buy Toronto? Come on. And, and the thing about Toronto is this. And, and I don't understand what. Maybe it's because they're in Canada. But they've are the. they got the same thing going on the Clippers had. And everyone demanded. They didn't just ask. They demanded the Clippers blow up the entire roster. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. They got to get rid of everybody. Because, oh, they couldn't get over the hump. The Toronto Raptors are the same exact deal. But now all these so-called puns, I like Toronto in the East. I think Toronto's good. What the hell is that crap? Toronto. Toronto my ass. They'll blow it in the playoffs. Stop. Toronto. And Cleveland. You can ride the good LeBron James trade all you want. You got to put some more coal in the engine there because that roster, man, you talk about second rate, some of those guys uh, that are going to have to have out-of-body experiences themselves uh, in the playoffs. So what I'm trying to say is the Eastern Conference, there is uh, a, a group of, of three teams, I, I'd say the Celtics, but if Kyrie Irving's out, forget about it, they're done, that can rise up and, and win. All right, so at the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to talk about that or anything, you're more than welcome to join the chatter, the chatterbox that is the Ben Maller Show. I'm actually in the radio. I, I am now, I've determined, I have turned what is a glorious career into a sweatshop. That is what I have done here. I have uh, turned talk radio into a sweatshop. I'm making Nike shoes is what I'm doing. That is what I'm doing here. And they're good shoes. Those are solid, solid. And the, the, the price point on that, really good. Really good. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie.
3: Garcia! Now, Ben, I forgot to ask you in our pre-show meeting. Is, uh, we is, have a very good yes. pre-show
4: meeting. A lot of conversation. My favorite part is when Coop walks by with his head down. That's my favorite part of the pre-show He's deep meeting. in thought about you yes. know, the show tonight. Uh, is tonight a newbie night? Uh, no, tonight's not. Tonight is Why not Why is everyone, everyone confused by this? I do the traditional newbie night Wednesday into Thursday. So it's, I guess, the Thursday. That's the newbie night. Okay. That's when we do it. I, New the, callers. The days,
3: even, even for someone who's been working this shit for a while, I still am not. The days... Well,
4: Sometimes I don't know. Are we talking about Tuesday into Wednesday gotta, or Wednesday into Thursday? You got to move to Boston with me, Eddie. You got to be on East Coast time like me, man. I'm in Boston. That's how I roll, man.
3: I was unaware yeah. that you moved yeah. to Boston. I did
4: three nights a week. Absolutely. Is that's tonight one of those nights, or oh, is that yeah. something else oh. for me to get straight? I mean, well, tonight's a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's how we go. That's so, how we roll. So let me, yes. let me no. ask oh, yeah, about, no, you about a lot of questions. You're very, you're very inquisitive, Eddie. I like that. That's good. You're asking questions. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, this.
3: I'm not an NBA customer. No, you
4: are. You love the NBA. You're all
3: but about it, Eddie.
4: You're balling. man. James Harden is the amazing beard. to watch. He's uh, unbelievable. Occasionally, yeah.
3: what? But what ha- is it? Just what? What's wow. going on in the playoffs with him? Why? Why is this hey. guy uh, maybe the best player in the league in the regular season,
4: and then the playoffs come around and? He poops his pants. I mean, yeah. well, he doesn't always poop his pants, but he did it against San Antonio when he just he w- didn't want to be out there in the the series last year. Yeah. Well, you I mean, you it's, watch these highlights, so he looks like I he's unguardable. That, And I can answer that, Eddie. Please do. I will answer that as soon as an NBA team gives me a $100,000 job as ah. a consultant. I don't give that information free, Eddie. That's that I give out a lot of free Come hot on. takes. No, no, no. If the Rockets want to call me up, I am willing. You know, I have a, like an hour and a half left in my day when I have nothing going on. Uh, for an hour and a half a day, I can consult with the Rockettes, and I will help them out. I'll even hang out with Chris in Houston. It'd be great. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, me and him, you know, we'll toss cans of tomato sauce at each other. It'd be great. It'd be solid, you know. Pea soup and chicken soup and all that. Play catch in the store. It'd be fun. No? No. Well, one of the things that I, I've, I've actually done this for a long time. I'm a shrink, is what I am, Eddie, uh, and I I do analysis of personalities, and I have my own charts that I put together and all that. So I I can go deeper into that. Uh, I know one thing that James Harden's not worried about is money. Uh, he is not worried oh, I, about that. I, I so know that his mind is clear. His mind. Why he becomes a shrinking violet in the playoffs at times? Well, that's a different conversation. But one thing that is not shrinking is his 401k. Uh, That is not a concern at all. Anyway, if you want to be part again, the number eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We got action on TV one, by the way. Uh, The boys going with some action shots there. Eight seven seven ninety nine. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's right in front of my face here. It's hard to miss. Is that the Batmobile? I don't think that's the Batmobile. No, no, No. just a convertible. I don't think that. Maybe it did happen in the Batmobile. Yeah, they're taking full advantage of that convertible, by the way. Yeah. A little, full, you know, r- got a lot of room in there. Yes. Yeah. Well, you you need to spread out, but they're not yes. using. They're not using all of the. Well, maybe they are actually. Yeah. I think one of the doors is open there. Yeah. Some quality editing going on there. It's a high scoring game they've got there. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I love how Coop has this look of disgust, but he doesn't like. He's into it. Like, he's not turning the channel. No, that's like, not Coop's a look like, of disgust. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. All right. So it's just a look. Yeah. Interesting. Too much acting in this. Though. Like this part. There's just too much acting. That's bad acting in that. You know, you get come on, a
0: little too much. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: The uh, Milwaukee Bucks, a team that doesn't get talked about much for good reason, uh, they're middle of the road. They're going to be a playoff team, barring a colossal choke job by the Bucks and the Pistons or Hornets. Rising up, but the, the math works out where it's very unlikely. Very, very unlikely with less than 15 games to go in the regular season. Most teams have around 12 games or so to play. It's unlikely you're going to blow a five-and-a-half game lead, which I believe is what the Bucks have for the final playoff spot in these. So they're a playoff team, but that's not interesting. That's not worthy of conversation. What is interesting is they have an opening. They whacked their coach, Jason Kidd. During the season, unceremonially, uh, firing kid back in late January, and they named uh, some no-name interim coach. And the Bucks have a winning record. They're a few games over five hundred since that happened. And they're, as I said, they're in the eighth spot in the East. But there was a story that came out that indicated, former uh, Saddleback Gaucho Mark Stein uh, reporting that there's a, a list of coaches Some big-name coaches that have caught the attention of the Bucs. Now, the team went out of their way to downplay this story. The the vice president, senior VP of the Bucs, he was very upset uh, with this report that several candidates have been named that could take over. And he said, the season is still going on. There are no candidates. There is no list. So when somebody says that, I immediately believe the opposite. I immediately believe the opposite, and, and there's a couple of names that got this list now uh, got my attention. Now you have the usual names, uh, names like David Fisdale. Uh, take that for data, you know. That, take that for data. Bam! See that? There you go. I beat you to it. Monty Williams is on this list. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy gets kicked around like the John Gruden of basketball. Jeff Van Gundy, come back, come back. I'm sure he'll come back and coach the Knicks at some point. Jeff Van Gundy. But the two names that I want to discuss are Kevin McHale and Rick Pitino because they were tossed out as possible candidates that are on this mystery list for the Milwaukee Bucks job. So between those two, because Van Gundy going to Milwaukee, Jeff Van Gundy doesn't seem likely, Fisdale, good soundbite, wouldn't move the needle much, Monty Williams wouldn't do anything for our show. So Kevin McHale and Rick Pitino, between these two toss-up questions, who would you rather have, Rick Patino or Kevin McHale? I will go first. Uh, I am going to go Rick Pitino 100%. Not 99%, 100%. I'm on Team Patino for the Milwaukee job. And my thoughts on this, you've got Celebrity Worship Syndrome, the Witness Protection Program, and... You also have rep- reputation management. You've got all these things in play uh, with Patino. Uh, number one, when I say the the, the Milwaukee Bucks ownership has uh, a lot of star effort qualities, much like Jerry Jones in Dallas, then the Bucks are owned by a, a hedge fund guy. And he's a New York guy that happened to want to buy an NBA team, and he purchased the Milwaukee Bucks. He also suffers the effects of celebrity worship syndrome. Uh, loves the big name, right? Loves the big name. And considering that this guy has traveled in the New York socialite realm in the Hamptons on Long Island and all that, I'm going to say there's a pretty good chance, it's more likely than not, that at some point Rick Pitino and the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, their path crossed. Right, it's at some level there was uh, there was a a a crossing of the streams where Rick Pitino and this owner uh, happened to be in the same room. They might know the same people. There's something there. There's something actually there. Now the second part of this is the witness protection program, and that is where Rick Pitino currently is. He's off the grid. Pitino's not anywhere. He's in no man's land. Uh, He's he's sitting around waiting. He he doesn't know whether he's going to end up in a federal case. He's, he's He's been implicated in the pay-for-play college basketball scandal, which is really just about not paying taxes. Taking money and not paying taxes, that's what it's about. Uh, so Patino clearly still has a passion for coaching. He would like to coach. He's 65 years old and, and he wants to still go for it. Right? He's a, a Hall of Famer in the Basketball Hall of Fame as a coach. He's been in there uh, went for five years? He's been an NBA executive. He's run big basketball programs in college and all that. He's got a, an enthusiasm for the game of basketball. And as much as I think it would be great for him to get a college job, that reality is very, very slim. We talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about Is I think maybe it was last week, uh, Patino's name had been mentioned for the Georgia job. That didn't happen. Uh, and it, it's going to take some Athletic director to go rogue to hire Patino. And he's much better off going to the NBA. The rules are different. And assuming he can, with the proper legal representation, avoid having to, you know, go to jail, uh, then the NBA is a, a spot. Now, is Milwaukee the ideal destination? No. But is Patino going to get a glamour job in the NBA? That's not likely to happen. I don't see a. A glamour. How many glamour teams are there in the NBA? There's not many. And and so if you look at what are the options, if Patino's going to coach in the NBA, uh, you, you'd rather coach the Milwaukee Bucks than, say, like the Charlotte Hornets or the Brooklyn Nets. Although Patino might like Brooklyn more because, you know, New York and all. He's got a place in Manhattan and all that so he can go coach uh, in, in the Big Apple. But the Bucks have a bona fide star. They have a team that's... Hanging on the outskirts of being credible uh and, and so that's not a terrible spot you you get to coach the Greek freak there's a couple of other decent players on that roster that's not a bad spot to be in and the final thing here is reputation management you got to take the good with the bad the good seven hundred plus college wins which means nothing in the NBA seven final fours will get you nowhere. In the world of college or the world of NBA basketball, and those two championships in college don't mean anything. And neither does Patino's record in the NBA when he coached the the Knickerbockers and the Celtics and had a 466 winning percentage in six years as a coach. To me, the most memorable Patino moment in the NBA was when he had a mental breakdown coaching in Boston and he then said, you know, Larry Bird's not walking through that door. And you know Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And if Danny G was playing attention, he'd find the soundbite and play it right now. But I'm just saying, that soundbite was a classic. It was a classic soundbite from Rick Bettino back in the day. That is my memory. That's my lasting memory of Rick Bettino as an NBA coach. He hadn't coached in the NBA since the, the early 2000s. The 202001 season was his swan song as coach of the Celtics. And, and so if you do the math, and the average NBA player, they're in their mid to early 20s, right? You get to the age 30, there's some guys at that age, but mostly it's a young, young guys game. So it's like early 20s to 25 or so. So that means if you go back 17 years, these guys were 8 years old and younger, most of the players in the NBA, when Patino was coaching. So as far as the, the reputation, you know the, the good was his college record, the bad was his NBA record. The scandals in college, that's the odd thing about this. Like the scandals in college are acceptable behavior in the NBA. Like you don't have to worry about the sex for pay, which was the scandal at Louisville, because in the NBA, there are these things called groupies uh, that flock around. And uh, they love to hang out with NBA players. <laughs> they can't get enough of it. And your moral compass has to be adjusted in the professional ranks, right? Ethics. They talk about this all the time in college. It's a crock of you know what. Uh, and and when you lose, right? It, it, ethics matter. As long as you're winning, is great. When you lose, it becomes pro- a problem. And when the feds are knocking down your door, then you have to go somewhere else, which is. Pretty much the tale of Rick Pitino. But between McHale, and McHale's a good soundbite, Pitino would be better. Not that I foreshadow us uh, going very deep into Milwaukee-Buck conversation, because I don't think that is going to happen, Uh, but the the seedy underbelly of college basketball, which Rick Pitino knows all about, that criminal underworld (laughs) that he has dabbled in, uh, in the NBA, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Four white guys and an Egyptian. Yeah, there you go. Very nice. What was that? I don't even remember that. What was that Racist. From? Where did that come from? Anyway, that's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, the number is 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. And you can also be part of the festivities here on Twitter. On Twitter and the the way that works. The way that works, you don't have to have a tantrum like Rick Patino did and all that back in the day. Uh just follow me on Twitter. That's at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of it. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia, uh, right, right over there. Now I, and, I, uh, yes? I was
3: listening very intently to that I know. Maller monologue. It's a solid
4: and, monologue. I I'd give it a B plus. Yeah, I, not I, an A. One thing that did it is, could uh, be an A because it's about the Bucks. You know, it can only be a B plus. It can't be A when it's the topic's the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> it cannot be an A. It can only be a B plus. That's you, it.
3: You brought up groupies. That did catch yeah. my attention. I know you covered the Dodgers back in the day. You were with the team, the hotels, you know, hanging around in there. Better better groupies, NBA or or Major League Baseball.
4: Uh, baseball. Now now the, the reason I'm gonna go baseball because there's more access to the groupies. You're on the road. You're in a hotel for Got three time or four. To kill. Yes. The, now the NBA players, to their credit, they find a time to take full advantage of what's it. Uh, and I, I, I've seen beautiful NBA groupies, but the quantity. I feel like the quantity is higher in the N, in in the world of Major League Baseball. I'm, so I'm going to go with baseball. That's a, shot. that's a hot opinion, by the way, because yeah. a lot you know, a lot of people say, well, basketball, that's hip, that's cool, baseball's not cool. You know, good-looking women, the Instagram booty model is more likely to hook up with the basketball player than the baseball player. I don't disagree with that. But I'm just saying, if you're looking to, to, to groupie shop, you want to be a baseball player. You want to do it. When I, and I briefly did this, when you travel with a baseball team, you get to the hotel at like 2, 3, 4 in the morning, and they're and there. They're there. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a different. Not that I, get, I ever I to enjoy that, of but you know, because you, got they to, you know, know, witness it. So the know. fat radio guy. But they, for you know, they the women certainly enjoyed uh, what was going on. There. So yeah. I would have to agree with Ben. Thank uh, you, thank I, you, Cooper. Yeah. I have, uh,
2: I have you know, over my years here at Fox Sports Radio, I've produced <laughs> a, a number of uh, athletes on the weekends uh-huh. back you know before I got this great gig, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't name <laughs> you won't, any. You won the, you won the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. won't name any names. Okay, but. Uh, I'll just say that there's, you know, been baseball players that have told me stories that were just m- much more, uh, I don't know, erotic. Yeah, <laughs>
4: than, than some of the other erotic stories. Erotic and that exotic. I heard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the worst is the NFL. That's by far the worst. Like the NFL, you know, it's it's the most popular sport. The NFL oh, on the God. on the Mahler scale of groupies, it's at the bottom. It's, it's very odd. It's very odd how that works. Now the greatest stories I've ever heard were from a member of the 1986 New York Mets, Kevin Elster. Kevin Elster oh, played for the Kevin Dodgers Elster. at the end of his career, and he told some. St- I- I'm not going to repeat them because he can. Do Bunch that. of hookers and cocaine. Uh, maybe he the the stories he told Eddie. Occasionally, when I'm feeling kind of lonely and I'm down on my luck, lo- I will f- I will think about what it was like. What at least his version. Now, did Kevin Elster embellish these stories to me? Probably did. He probably added some extra things to it. But the things that that Mets team, and some of this has been written, so it's not like it's, but I know stuff that hasn't been written, uh, which is just, and that was pre-internet. That was when you know, people were sending you love letters in the mail and things like that. They weren't sending you emails or Instagram posts and things. like It was a different world, man, a different world. How did we go down this rabbit hole? How did we get down? Oh, that was you, Eddie. You brought us down this rabbit hole. That's you. I know. By the way, do you, hey. want, do, you want, do you want- Are there any radio groupies? Like, do the daytime radio guys get groupies? Is that- I mean, I'm we're you know, married, Daddy, but- uh, does Well, that, D- like,
3: Danny G and I have- Well, you have too, Ben, been, yeah. uh, been music DJs, although I don't- yeah. I think you did jazz. I did, yeah. Uh, I, I did rock. I did rock and uh,
0: roll. And I think Danny, and Danny might have did that too,
4: so- Yeah, there's a little bit but of But I'm of talking that. about sports radio is what
0: I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I don't There's know. Just, There's Rachel, of course. Definitely you know. groupies in music radio.
4: Yeah, well yeah. that- Yeah. But S- there was a period of time, like the heyday- of music radio which
0: sports was, radio there was no groupies until i got on the ben mallard show oh, yes clearly you got females falling out of your pockets over there. Uh,
4: the only the hey, only where are the white women at thing even close to groupie status i've ever gotten is we used to have a stripper call the show from houston that for some reason kept calling and she would always call on the weekends and she was completely hammered and she would flirt with us but that was it uh, that, w- that would be about as close as, as we got to that so Yes, the answer is no. But maybe during the day. Maybe that happens during the day. Maybe it doesn't happen at night, but it happens during the day. I don't know. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. That ends the groupie portion of the show. If you would like to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And uh, you can be part of all all the festivities, all the festivities. It's It's amazing how that works. I've triggered a guy, by the way. I want to mention this. This guy, the mile high guy, is very upset. He says, I, I hope Eric Reed meets you in a dark alley. You ignorant piece of crap. It's no wonder you work the late night show, he says. Now, this implies two things. Number one, it implies that Eric Reed is a violent person. I thought these protests were nonviolent. So that that implies that Eric Reed is a very violent person and would do some damage. I didn't realize that. I thought these were peaceful protests, so that's a surprise to me. I guess you're enlightening me that he's a violent person. Uh, number two, it also implies that if you take a strong position that goes against what this guy thinks, you're, you're destined to work overnight radio, which, by the way, might I point out, he happens to be listening to right now. He happens to have the radio on, and he is listening to the crappy human being behind the microphone. Oh! So the math on that's a little, uh, little odd. The math on that's a lot to me. But uh, thank you for listening. I'm I'm honored that you're listening. And that my opinion, the dopey overnight guy, triggered you like that. I'm flattered. You do realize the muscle that I have here, the influence that I have in the echo chamber of sports conversation. That's very important. Yes. Uh, My opinions matter. In fact, I'm like the the warm-up show, and then, like Colin Cowherd and Rich Eisen and these guys, they steal my opinions and then they regurgitate them during the day. That's what happens. That's what Coop told me. So I think that's what happens.
0: This is not the number one station anymore, is it? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
1: It's Maller.
0: How about that? To the
1: third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
4: Third degree time, we bring in the Coupe de Loup. The Buffalo Bills are
2: rolling the dice on A.J. McCarron and don't have much else in the way of quarterbacks. Now, there's a lot of pundits believing that they will be taking a quarterback in the draft. And when asked about the possibility of moving up in the draft, GM Brandon Bean said, I am not there yet. Ben, if you were well, the Bills... Where is he? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> What's next? I, I guess they want to know more about the uh, potential... Draftees. Oh, yeah. Uh, ben, if you yeah. were the Bills, would you try and trade up to the second overall pick to
4: ensure you get the quarterback that you want? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I'm offended that you don't think Nathan Peterman and AJ McCarron are a valuable depth chart at quarterback for the Bills. No, absolutely. Now, I, the way I look at this, I would absolutely do it, but there's conditions on it. A, if the Bills are in love with one of these quarterbacks, there are two tiers to this, right? You've got Sam Darnold, who's supposedly the, the number one pick at this time, Josh Rosen. And you've got Josh Allen. That's the A block. The B block is Baker Mayfield, and then you've got a couple of other guys who are in that second tier of quarterbacks. Now, my advice is to go with Baker Mayfield, right? And I'll tell you why. At least if he blows up, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be entertaining. And B, Buffalo has a lot of draft capital – but most draft picks don't work out. You're just as likely to draft a Hall of Famer as you are a guy that runs naked through the 30th floor of a building in Los Angeles. So, therefore, the advice is if you like a guy, don't be afraid to trade multiple picks. They did it before with Sammy Watkins. It blew up in their face. Draft picks are a renewable resource. You get more of them. It's like, it's like solar. It's like wind. You, know, you can get more. It's, it's, There's no end to it. All right. Next,
2: the competition committee uh, is uh, proposes allowing yeah. the NFL headquarters to eject players. Now, this is in the wake of Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans both getting away with late hits last season that probably should have gotten them tossed. Ben, how do you feel about this proposal from the committee?
4: Yeah, I'm against this. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote no, thumb down, whatever you want to say. Number one, this is just more of Big Brother interfering with the game of football. You have officials at stadiums. Tell them to do their job. If they're a bunch of incompetent fools, fire them and bring in new referees. That's how you solve the situation. It's never going to be perfect. The human element makes it a flawed process or process. Eventually, you'll get to a point where you're going to have drones and virtual reality. It'll all take over. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Number two, there is enough dead time already. If you watch an NFL game, there's plenty of downtime you don't need to add another layer to that. And might I add if you look at every replay during the NFL game and you go by the letter of the rule book, you're going to be inj- you'll be ejecting five or six guys a game based on that. All right, next. Now, uh before yes.
2: losing to the Pacers the other day, Luke Indiana Walton. Pacers, yes. yes, Luke Walton of the Los Angeles Lakers, the head coach. For now, City believes that the Pacers-Paul George trade was lopsided yep. in favor of the Thunder. Do you agree with him, Ben?
4: Uh, well, that's not actually what he said. I saw the full quote. Luke Walton's actual quote: "He said originally I thought it was kind of a lopsided trade, but my man enough," Walton said to admit that I was wrong. Now I take whatever he said with a grain of salt. Because, first of all, Luke Walton was standing in Indianapolis on the Pacers court at practice when he said that. So, come on. Listen, the way I look at this, this trade has exposed Russell Westbrook. The guys that sucked in Oklahoma City have been quality NBA players in Indiana. They were held back by Russell Westbrook. That's the story of that particular Paul George trade. There it is. Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? and you That's a winner! <laughs>
0: Woo-hoo! Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Attention, everyone. And, and the, the password, password
0: is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller.
4: All right, let's do it. Here we go. Password, we got to fly. We're a little late. And we have the most relevant, most relevant. Are you there, most relevant? It is I, right. and I got a, I got an idea too, man. The a coupe de loop pancake, man. Pancakes <laughs> with coopty loops in <laughs> them. Coop, coop, cakes. Yeah. All right. Uh, hold on a sec. Uh, and we have Whoopie Pie Blair. Hello, Blair.
0: Good morning.
4: I think you're going to be great at this game. I think you're just going to be marvelous.
2: Yeah, I hope I win
4: it. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Absolutely. All right. Very good. Relevant. Who would you like to partner up with, Relevant?
2: I got to get to my
4: man, Coop. All right, only right. That's LA. Very, very good. Uh, you guys are yes. Together. Good choice. The most relevant. All right, and Ben's um, heart just sank. No, 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 Whoopi Pie Blair's picked Eddie, so it's Eddie. No, and no, Whoopi. no, 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 no. He told me. Who do
2: you want to partner he, up no, with, No, no. Blair? He told me off the air he wants I Eddie. I wanna partner up with
0: my Ben, my yeah. man oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me the L I'm right blinded. now. Just give I'm me the blinded. L
1: right now. That's a me great the choice, Whoopi L. Pie Blair. Give me the damn L right now.
0: He might surprise you, Ben. Yeah. I, pr- I practiced All with right, him we... uh, off the air before yeah. the segment uh, Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you did. Before the yeah. segment started. All right, here we go. This ten... is more sabotage <laughs> by my staff. Ten words on the board, fellas. <laughs> Being sandbagged is what's going on. All right, uh, uh, most relevant, you were on the line first. Pick a number one through 10. I'm about with six.
2: Six, Coop. All right, uh, the most relevant, let's go with Pristine. 16? Pristine. What?
4: Number
0: six? Yeah, number six. That's terrible. Wait, I don't get it.
4: What am I supposed to be doing? I can't. remember. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh, no. He's actually worse oh, than
3: oh, that. Man. He's worse it's than Bobby by
0: Blair. <laughs> I
3: think. I think. Coop. I think he. Th-
2: he thinks you said sixteen. Yeah, Try it he, again.
0: He said the word pristine.
4: Pristine. Pristine. Yeah, yeah. P R I S T I N E. Pristine. Uh. I'll just say something. Who cares? No one's listening. Just say something. I don't know. All right, I don't know. All right, All right. That's, it. Be great. No, that's I got a cha- We got a that's chance. A we got a chance, Blair. I'm gonna use the mallet maneuver because oh, I don't give a that's damn. A hard one. I don't give a that's damn. A, that's, that's my bad. It's so my I'm bad. giving the mallet maneuver. Here we go. Ready? Right, Are you go. ready, Blair? Yes, I am. mallet maneuver. <laughs> here we go. Brand new. Oh! No!
1: there.
0: Alright,
1: all right, let's go, let's go, yeah, let's go. Now it goes back to Blair. It
0: goes back to Blair. Alright, Bear Blair, pick a number. One, two, three, four, five, or seven through ten. Pick a Kay. number, Blair. What do you say? Um four. Four. Number
3: four. All right. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> do a malar maneuver on that one. Uh no, I think I'll pass on that.
4: All right, I will go. Let's see here. I'll go. Mm, boy, this is a tough one. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, Quickly. Mm, hmm. Uh, let's go, pudgy. <laughs> what? Pudgy. You won't get it anyway. That's called the the Malheur other maneuver. Which oh. Throw okay. off. Go ahead, Blair. Or go ahead. Yeah.
1: My, like, a um like you got the thing that you uh, kind of clean dishes, like that much thing?
4: Right, no, 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 go wrong. ahead, Coop, go, go ahead. Ahead. All, all right, all right, all right, all right, let's the tie. Crouch,
2: crouch. Kneeling. No! no! Blair wins the, the game! Pie. Blair gets a Blair! golden ticket! Blair! Blair, <laughs> you got a golden
4: ticket! <laughs> <laughs> what the greatest thoughts This is a 16 shit. over a 1!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go places.